0: clock out clock in never clock out yeah 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 welcome to the path of revelation podcast i'm your host gabriel parker and this is where the culture meets scripture listen i'm amped up i'm super excited this is gonna be an amazing show this is gonna be a continuation from last show and so if you have not caught episode 35 I would highly recommend for you to do so. But listen, before we hop into uh, this sec, this first segment, um, just a few announcements. Um, I announced it on last show as well. But I'm in the process of working on and completing my first solo project. <sighs> Round of applause! Yeah, yeah. My first solo project. I'm super, super excited about it. Um, like I said, I, I, I had put. A lot of the music solo music on on the on the back burner for the sake of producing and, and, and us putting out these path of revelation projects that have blessed, has, have been a blessing to many of you guys and and praise God for that. And so I'm excited because I have a lot of music that I'm sitting on and I have a lot of things that I want to do in terms of ministry wise for path of revelation in terms of producing high quality videos and, 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 and content that will help encourage the body of Christ. So I'm, I'm putting it out there. I never ask for money. I never, I'm not the type of preacher that That's trying to get in people's pockets or anything like that. But listen, I'm I'm asking for all of my supporters, followers to donate at least just a dollar, at least just a dollar to my cash app. Um, which is Gabriel T. Parker. My cash app is Gabriel T. Parker. Just a dollar from, if you listen to this show, donate a dollar, Sew into the ministry is gonna be going to a great cause and, and for me to continue putting out high quality, godly content. Um, you can give more if you want, however the Lord leads you. But listen, I'm just asking for a dollar. Um, if you're not able to sow or anything like that, just pray, just pray that God continues to use path of revelation ministries that God continues to use my music to uplift and edify the body of Christ because that is my primary goal but listen if you guys um, have not heard our latest project the peculiar make sure you download and stream that it's available everywhere just type in path of revelation the peculiar it'll pop up Uh, Matt and I's sons are the cover artwork. (laughs) So you'll see my son, Andrew, and my godson, Ryan, on the cover. Listen, we've been getting great feedback from that. And so, man, just support support what we're putting out. Again, I want to give a shout out to Matt as well. Matt and his lovely wife, Roz. They just had their third child. Uh, They just welcomed little uh, Jordan um, I said Jordan. They just welcomed uh, baby girl Morgan Mitchell into the world. She's such a beautiful baby. Um, I, me and my wife Erica, we had time to uh, get over there and just spend time uh, with with her, uh, them and the baby. Um, Saturday, And so we had a good time just fellowshipping and kicking it. So, man, be praying for their family in this transition. We have the school year coming up. You, got, They got a new baby and just a lot of things on their plate. So be praying for them because transitions like this are exciting, but they also can be very challenging. But listen, I, w- I want to hop right into the first segment of today's show, which is basically a continuation of last show where in last show I discussed the exodus from Christianity. And I asked the question, has branding Christianity become more important than sound doctrine? And so that leads me to this segment, which is the Christian and false advertisement. I think one of the biggest problems in the church today and with many of us as Christians today is that Building our brands or building Christian brands has become more important than actually living and portraying a Christian lifestyle. What do I mean by this? Instead of having a brand that is consistent with exalting Christ and pointing to biblical principles and application, many of us don't have any problem blurring the lines. Contradicting our brand and how we move on social media, how we move amongst coworkers and friends and different things of that nature. For example, I, I, I've I've seen like Christian clothing lines, whereas instead of promoting modesty, which is actually a biblical principle, they'll have models showing cleavage and legs and looking sexually seductive, with God or Jesus on the t-shirt or a scripture. And so many of these things that I, I've been recognizing, they aren't consistent with who we are as Christians, yet we profess to be Christians in our and we claim that our brands are Christian brands. Um, instead of reproving the world and calling the world to repentance and faith in Christ, many of us would rather partner with the world. Some of us have no problem Endorsing and partnering with enemies of the cross to expand our brands, and so we water down the gospel or compromise biblical principles because we care more about fame and attention, we care more about expansion and money than we actually do winning souls to Christ or exalting the name of Jesus. And I believe because branding has become more important to many church leaders that this is one of the reasons why many of our churches are full of false converts, not just in the pews, but not just in the pews, but also in leadership positions. Listen. You would never see Pepsi. Shouting out Coke in a commercial or in a tweet like, yo, I know we're Pepsi, but man, that new Coke is Coke is fire. Like you would never see Coke saying, Hey, great job, Pepsi. You would never see Verizon celebrating AT&T. But, but yet you'll see Snoop Dogg winning a gospel album of the year. You'll see Kurt Franklin Endorsing and celebrating Kanye West. You'll see Fred Hammonds celebrating Snoop Dogg. You'll see Atasha Cobbs endorsing and featuring a Nicki Minaj on her album. And listen, let me be clear on what I'm not saying. I'm not saying that we shouldn't show grace to a Snoop Dogg. I'm not saying that we shouldn't show grace to a Nicki Minaj or a Kanye West. Like we should pray for people like them. We should share the gospel with people like them if we have the opportunity. But I think we've made the mistake of equating endorsing someone to showing them grace. Endorsing the world is not how you show the world grace. You show the world grace by reproving them of their sin. And pointing them to Christ, displaying the love of This is what Ephesians 5 and 11 says. It says, have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them on, Or in other words, expose them. In light of the gospel. I'm not going to hang around someone who who who's about to die and they're not aware of their sickness and act like everything is okay. We made the mistake of equating, endorsing, and partnering with people to showing them grace. Yes, Jesus ate with sinners, but Jesus didn't jump on a track with them. He didn't, he didn't preach a, mount, uh, a sermon on the mountain, and say, hey, non-believer, hey, sorcerer, come have a few words after me or come have a few words with me as I'm sharing with the audience. He didn't do that. He called them to repentance. And so Christ and the the apostles in scripture is our example. Listen, I'm reminded of the story of the apostles and the soothsayer. In Acts chapter 16, and I have to I have to bring up this story because I know I'm doing a lot of talking, but I want to show you that how my point is biblical in the in Acts chapter 16. We see the apostles they're They're going throughout town, performing miracles in the name of Jesus, healing the sick, casting out devils, proclaiming the gospel souls coming into the kingdom of God, receiving Christ. The Bible lets us know that this soothsayer saw that the Bible lets us know that the soothsayer had made her master great gain. What does that mean? She had a following as well. She had influence in that town. The the devil had been using her to bind that town and to be a stronghold in that town. And here comes the apostles proclaiming the good news of Jesus and the, and the, and the Lord is setting people free by the power of the gospel. And the Bible lets us know that the, the soothsayer saw what the apostles was doing and she joined herself to them. And she literally became like a human billboard and everywhere they went, she went and she became a billboard for them announcing These are the mighty men of God who have the words of everlasting life. Hear them. Now, listen, what she was saying was actually true. What she was saying actually glorified God. But her motive wasn't right. The evil spirit that possessed her was trying to use the influence of the apostles to gain credibility. And the Bible lets us know that after she had been following them a few days that they discerned that she had an evil spirit and get this, they cast the evil spirit out of her. They cut off, they cut, they did not let her continue attaching herself to them and using them. How does this relate to what I'm saying? We don't have to allow the world to use us for credibility to 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 show them grace. We don't have to partner with the world or an endorse the world to show them grace. You'll see Christians celebrating the world because we don't care about false advertisement. 1 minute we're singing praises to Christ and worship to Christ. The next minute we're celebrating the world and, and, and enemies of the cross. It is false advertisement. Like, for example, I'm, I'm reminded. I'm reminded of of, of the store, you know, of a particular story that includes vitamin water. A couple of years ago, I, I used to drink vitamin water all the time. And, and I used to drink vitamin water for two reasons in particular. The first reason was because, man, it was so good to me. My, my favorite flavor that I would always drink was Triple uh, X, the Triple X flavor. And it was another flavor I would drink. But I always had a vitamin water. If it wasn't every day, it was at least every other day. Um, The second reason I would drink it was because the advertisements and the commercials that I would see of vitamin water gave me the the. Um, It led me to believe that vitamin water was a sports drink, that it was a drink that would hydrate you if you needed to be hydrated and give you energy if you needed energy. Like when I would see commercials, you always in the vitamin commercial, vitamin water commercials, you always see people working out, doing activities, running and stuff. And so what I would do every day, probably around lunchtime, because I was working out in the heat, working out in the sun. With my lunch, I would have a vitamin water and sometimes I would have two vitamin waters a day. Man, I loved it. And but what but what I noticed is instead of me feeling better after drinking a vitamin water, I would feel worse. Like I would have less energy. I would wonder why I wasn't hydrated. Like I would always have to get water afterwards. And so one of my coworkers Explain who, who one of my co-workers who was into weight training and health he explained to me he was like what what you like vitamin water is ter actually terrible for you he was like man the commercials are lying to you he was like vitamin water is just as bad if not worse than pop and energy drinks and it blew my mind because i literally believed the commercials i literally believed the advertisements and he came to me and he told me he, he, what he did was he diagnosed my symptoms he said the reason why you're not why you're feeling worse after drinking those things is because the commercials have been lying to you and i <laughs> the funny part about it i don't even think i don't think i've had a vitamin water ever since that day like I literally stopped drinking vitamin waters because I was mad I was mad because of the false advertisement I was I was mad because I feel like they intentionally misled me as the consumer just to get my money and 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 I was feeling worse like I'm working hard I'm working in the sun I'm working in heat like I could have I could have had a stroke a heat stroke or something but I was really mad because of the false advertisement. And, and so so what's the point of this story? What is the point of this story? The point is, as Christians, we have a brand. It doesn't matter if you're an artist or or not. It doesn't matter if you're a creative or not. As a Christian, you have a brand. And in that brand, we represent Jesus Christ, the king of kings, who came to destroy the works of the devil, who came to save the world from sin. And so as Jesus being our brand, we can't celebrate him one moment and exalt him one moment. And then the next moment we're celebrating the works that he came to destroy. Could this be why we're seeing so many people walk away from Christianity because we've presented one thing. And then when people are actually trying to walk out what we're presenting, they're seeing that we've actually given them, given them something else. We've given them a false Christ. We've given them a false hope. We've given them a false, um, a false reality. The Christian and false advertisement. Two things that I'm noticing in this particular climate, I'm noticing that people are either gravitating towards Christ or they're walking away from him. And these things are happening in, in, in extremes, it seems like. The people who are on fire for Christ, the people who are gravitating to Christ are on fire they're on fire. They want to see revival. They want to see people come into the body. They want to evangelize and share the good news of Jesus with people. And then there are those who are like, you know, and I, I'm straight. The church is full of hypocrites. And so we as Christians, what am I saying? My brand, I can't be Pepsi celebrating Coke. I can't post a scripture one minute And then the next minute I'm talking about who's the top 50 in hip hop to me. Like, who cares? If Paul considered his past accolades as dung in comparison to the excellency in Christ, why do we celebrate things that we're supposedly redeemed from? Why are we celebrating The things that our old man would be excited about how is our new man excited about the same things that our old man is excited about if any man be in christ he is a new creature and behold all things are passed away and behold all things are made new but listen i want i'm going to get ready to hop into the next segment but before we hop into the next segment which is what we can learn from lucifer's fall i want to hop into the featured song for this episode which is our song time from our latest project the peculiar It's featuring our sister katrina campbell and our brother deron donaldson make sure you check out the project let's hop into time Remember I was young, thinking I was about to stunt. Holy Ghost, feel, yeah, he couldn't tell me nothing. Thinking I'm immune to mistakes, I'm straight. Matt, you gotta kill your flesh. Yeah, tell it to my face. Riding on high, thinking I fly. And I think about time, the limits the sky. My mind don't guide, but full of pride. Pride got me blind, but I learned in time. I was a fool, fool with a bunch of flaws. I was sitting on my high horse, judging y'all. Judging like I'm in a summer and I couldn't fall. But time had a way of making me eat my thoughts. And I had to face it Like the bulls I was tanking Till I was awakened This life ain't a race It's running with patience Moments are sacred I gotta give my time back Can't waste it Pressing and With no wasting time I gotta give my time back Can't waste it Press and forward. Uh, so many think they got forever and a day So we play with this grace and reject his ways Like I try my way for a season turn to play But some don't make it back from a in place Not everybody's testimony is the prodigals Some dying see him trying to test how far as grace would go Seek him now while you spine them. Please don't stray, let him be the God of you, youth And not just old age and not conform That's when our witness ceases Gotta trust them. we can't let this world deceive us Redefine and what it means to be believers You can know church without ever knowing Jesus' time, wasted cause we Think we have abundance for life, so vapor then comes judgment It don't matter who's your family or your last name If you're not covered in the blood of the lamb slang I gotta give my time back Can't waste it Press and fall with no wasting time I gotta give my time back Can't waste it Press We can't be forward, not with no wasting yeah. time Eagles fly along Seagulls flying packs. So if you're feeling lonely, maybe there's purpose in where you at. Just give it time. God heals everything in time. God lifts heavy things in time. I'll hit 70 in time. The older I get, the colder the shoulder I give to things that waste my The more time passes, feel like it moves faster You never get it back, so I take my Time is not money, money can't compare to. Well, I run out of time if I stay ahead of time It flies, life is like crit tonight. Don't That's waste your I gotta get my time, time my time back, my time back Can't waste it Less than with no wasting it's time it's I gotta get my time back gotta no no wasting time yo yo we're back what we can learn from lucifer's fall one of the reasons why i wanted to talk about this topic is it's not just because in light of all of the apostasy and how it seems like apostasy is becoming the norm in the church. But I believe that many of our churches and and many of us as believers have attributes and characteristics of Lucifer without even realizing it. Like, I, I believe one of the problems that that I see in the church today is that so much of our theology is about us. Like, for example, God's glory, God getting glory always has to end or start with us getting glory. Like, God can't get glory unless we're getting glory. Like, so much of our theology in many of our churches is man-centered. And so, if the glory of God is always about our name being made great or us being in the spotlight, like there's a problem there. Like we 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 take scriptures like um, when when God is speaking to Abraham in Genesis 12 and He says, "I'm going to make your name great and uh, and a father of many nations," and we take scriptures like that and apply them to ourselves when it's not even applicable that way. Of course, God can use us and make our names great. That's not what I'm saying, but we make the scriptures about us. But what's interesting about like a character like uh, Abraham and, and many other characters in the Bible who were mightily used by God is these these men and women of God were not pursuing fame. They weren't pursuing recognition. And when they did pursue their own glory. It ended bad. It ended with them sinning and being judged and having to come back to repentance and and things of that nature. Like, for example, when God spoke to Abraham and said, I'm going to make your name great. It wasn't because Abraham was chasing fame and recognition. Abraham was chasing the voice of God. Abraham was chasing the will of God. He wasn't chasing recognition and things of that nature. The Bible lets us know that he sojourned in the land of promise and didn't even know it because he was so focused on following the word of God. He was so focused on following God's instructions that he didn't even realize when he was in the land of promise. And so we as believers I think one of the problems and one of the attributes that we 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 share, many of us share with Lucifer, um, is that we want the glory of God for ourselves. We want to make the glory of God about us, and so I'm reminded of the scripture in ecclesiastes chapter 1 verse 9 through 10 where that and it and it reads what has been is what will be and what has been done is what will be done and there is nothing new under the sun is there a thing of which it is said see this is new it has been already In the ages before us so in other words what the scripture is saying there's nothing new under the sun when we see people walking away from the faith today it's because people walked away from the faith back then if we see deadbeat dads today there was deadbeat dads yesterday there there, there's nothing new under the sun when we see apostasy running rampant it's happened before the original apostasy was with lucifer And so I want to look at Lucifer because because. If we can identify the characteristics that we share with him, I believe that we can repent and Christ can be formed in us as we purpose to create Christian brands, as we purpose to honor God in every area of our life, as we. Uh, purpose to have a a church that is after the mind and heart of God. And so what can we learn from Lucifer? The Bible lets us know that Lucifer didn't just fall by himself, but that he deceived one third of the angelic host to follow after him. And so when he was kicked out, they were kicked out with him. And so what does that mean? That means that he had influence. You're in a true sign of leadership is influence. These jokers were dumb enough to rebel against the God who created them to follow a beautiful being that was created by God. And so what do we know about lucifer i want to break this down so you guys have an understanding so this makes sense for you the name lucifer means light bearer or shining one the reason why lucifer was called light bearer because that speaks to his position and his authority the bible lets us know that god is the father of lights Light represents purity in the Bible. Light represents the glory of God. This is why Jesus said, like, for example, in Matthew five sixteen, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works. And here it is. And glorify your father, which is in heaven. And so Lucifer was the light bearer. Let's look at Ezekiel 28, verse 13 through 19. This is what Ezekiel says about Lucifer. Thou has been in Eden, the garden of God. Every precious stone was thy covering. The sardius, topaz, the diamond, the beryl, the burrow, the onyx, and the jasper, the sapphire, the emerald and the bunco, and gold, the worksmanship of thy tabrets and thy pipes. In other words, tabrets are like um, like t- tambourines or, or snares um, clashing and thy pipes was prepared in thee. In the day that thou was created so I want to stop right there at verse 13 so I want to paint a picture Lucifer was beautiful he was covered in all of these diamonds and these emeralds and basically these beautiful rocks he was covered in jewelry basically (laughs) and the Bible also lets us know that he did he wasn't just he did he didn't just have instruments but instruments were literally built in his frame. It says, "The workmanship of thy tabrets and thy pipes was prepared in thee in the day that thou was created." So Lucifer didn't just pr- play instruments; he was an instrument, and a beautiful one. Verse fourteen: Thou art the anointed cherub that covereth. Catch that. That's important. Thou art the anointed cherub that covereth, and I have set thee so. Thou was upon the holy mountain of God. So he was seated in a high place. Thou has walked up and down in the midst of the stones of fire. Thou was perfect in your ways from the day that thou was created, till iniquity was found in you. By the multitude of thy merchandise, in other words, you filling yourself because of what you have, because of what you, what you possess. He says, by the multitude of thy merchandise, they have filled the midst of thee with violence and thou hast sinned. Therefore, I will cast thee as profane out of the mountain of God and I will destroy thee O covering cherub from the midst of the stones of fire, thine heart was lifted up because of thy beauty. Thou hast corrupted thy wisdom by reason of thy brightness. I will cast thee to the ground. I will lay thee before kings that they may behold you. Thou hast defiled thy sanctuaries by the multitude of thine iniquities, by the iniquity of thy traffic. Therefore will I bring forth a fire from the midst of thee; it shall devour you, and I will bring you to ashes upon the earth in the sight of all them that behold you. All they, all they that know thee among the people, shall be astonished at thee, that thou thou shalt be a terror and never shalt thou be any more so listen the in the scriptures let us know that Lucifer was the anointed cherub that covers if you ever study cherub scripturally uh, one of the roles of a cherub is they cry they stand before the throne of God and they cry holy 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 they glorify God Now, what was unique about Lucifer, he wasn't just called the anointed cherub, but he was called the anointed cherub that covers. And so I believe biblically that what was happening as I read through the text and break down the definition of Lucifer's name, the anoint, the light bearer the anointed cherub that covers. I believe that one of Lucifer's roles was to stand in the mountain of God and worship and and God's light or God's glory reflect off of his jewelry or his body and cover heaven. I believe he was the anointed cherub that covers heaven. And so when, when, when the angelic host looked up as he was in the mountain of God and he was worshiping God and exalting God and leading um, all of heaven in worship, I believe they looked up and when they saw him, they saw the glory of God. They saw the light of God covering them and, and permeating heaven. And I believe what happened was as he saw the influence that he had because God created him to have influence, that he began to take what was meant to glorify God and say, hey, I can use this to glorify myself. You know what's unique about this whole picture that I'm striving to paint for you guys? Remember I mentioned the scripture, there's nothing new under the sun? This image reminds me of the music industry Whenever you see like a Beyonce or or these famous rappers, they're performing or just the Katy Perry's and different ones. They're on these stages and they're covered in shiny costumes or they have on huge jewelry and diamonds. Sounds like Lucifer. And if you understand concerts, you understand that lights The lights are a big part of putting on a concert, especially if you're a major artist like they literally have like teams of people who are just dedicated to the lights and the lights go on and go off at the right time. Like all of that stuff is serious and the lights hit the main artist. It hits the dancers and the lights are are meant to shine on the star and to shine and reflect off of their bright costumes on back to the audience. That reminds me of Lucifer. And and so what happened was the glory that was meant for God, he began to covet it for himself. And I think many of us in the church, we make the same mistake. In how we go about doing art and preaching and, and all of these things. We wanna glorify God, but we also want some glory for ourselves. It's almost like humility is like a lost trait amongst many Christians. Like we're so boastful, we're so arrogant. We try to use God to brag on ourselves. And there's a and, and there's a difference. Listen to me. There is a difference between using God to brag and bragging on God. Like we can, we got to stop trying to use Jesus to brag on ourselves. This is like this is Lucifer stuff It's it's a man centered. It's a self-centered theology. Paul said, let me decrease that he increase." That should be every believer's prayer, especially if you're in the spotlight. Like my prayer is, God, keep me humble. The more doors that you open up for me, God, let let it be the lower that I go. Let, let me humble myself. Let me never think that the gifts that you have given me are about me. Help me never to let the the applause of men go to my head. Let me never think that the beauty that you've created me in, because I'm fearfully and wonderfully made, let me never think that the gifts that you've given me that are great and men are astonished by them. Let me never think that it's about me. Help me always to give you the glory. But what happened is Lucifer began to take the praise and the worship that was meant for God and he began to covet covet it and the Bible says that iniquity was found in his heart and I and I think that one of the reasons why we're seeing so much apostasy in the church we're seeing leaders after leaders falling away we see we're seeing false prophets and false teachers being exalted like never before is because we have made this thing about us We have leaders living through the stage, living through their positions, living through their brand. But they're not abiding in Christ. Listen, I'm not defined by rap. I'm a rapper, but I'm not defined by rap. Like. We have to know who we are when we're not on stage. We have to know who we are when we're not in the studio. We have to know who we are when we're not in front of a camera or or in front of people. Do you know who you are when God says, sit your gift down? Our identity has to be in Christ and in Christ alone. This is why I said, man, so It's it could be really hard to disciple people from the stage. You can't give somebody you can't give a babe in Christ or you can't give a babe in Christ um, authority and then try to tell them what to do. I can't give my toddler a knife and say, hey, don't cut nobody with that. Like he's not ready. And so. Lucifer began to covet the glory that was meant for God. If we look at Isaiah chapter 14, verse 11 through 15, it says, thy pump is brought down to the grave. It's referring to Lucifer now. Thy pump is brought down to the grave and the noise of thy vials, that's his instruments, the noise. See, he had pipes built in him. He, he was an instrument. The pump, thy pump is brought down to the grave and the noise of thy vials. The worm is spread under thee and the worms cover thee. This is talking about after his fall. How art thou fallen from heaven? O Lucifer, son of the morning. How art thou cut down to the ground, which did weaken the nations? For thou hast said in thine heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit also upon the the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north. Now, I'm going to stop here. You notice what I notice in verse 13? There's a whole lot of I. This is how many of us view ourselves in light of our Christian brands and our ministries. I so much I in us. I, 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 you know, you know, one of the last things that Jesus said before he uh, was went to the Roman halls and he went to complete his mission and die for us on the cross, he was in the garden and he he said, God, if it be possible, as he prayed to the father, God, if it be possible. Let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not my will. Not my will be done, but your will be done. See, we have to learn how to kill I. We have to kill I. He says, for I, for thou hast said in thine heart, I will ascend into heaven. Verse 13. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. The stars of God are the angels. I will sit also um upon the mount of the congregation in the mid in the sides of the north i will ascend above the the heights of the clouds i will be like the most high yet thou shalt be brought down to hell to the sides of the pit in other words verse 15 god is saying nah it's not happening buddy <laughs> No man can glory in my presence. No man can share glory with me. Listen, the glory that God shares with us, the light that he shares with us is meant for us to reflect it back on him. That's why when the light of God or Um, The glory of God reflecting off of Lucifer permeated heaven. It was for it was about God. Yes, the glory of the light was given to him, but the light was given to him to shine on the other angels for them to worship God. That's why Jesus said, let your light so shine before men that they see your good works. But the purpose of your good works is for them to glorify the father in heaven. One of the biggest mistakes that many of us make is we begin to operate in our gifts and in our talents and people begin to gas us up. People begin to uh, uh, celebrate us and cheer us and applaud us. And we take we let people gas us up. We let people gas us up. That's why I try to surround myself. That's why I thank God for for people like uh, Matt in my life. I thank God for people like a Doug and and Jay Will, because these are guys that keep keep help keep me level headed. They're talented artists themselves. They're talented creatives. But I try to surround myself with men of God. Who have God's glory as their goal. They want to glorify God in their marriages. They want to glorify God in their fatherhood. They want to glorify God in their brands, and their businesses. They want to glorify God in their art, in their craft. And no, none of us are perfect. But there's an accountability there to say, hey, man. We got to stay focused on glorifying Jesus. And I think what was happened is. In many of our churches, Jesus is just used as a mean to build ourselves up. Jesus is used as a mean to promote ourselves. And the more we grow, the more it becomes about us. The more the message of the cross is diluted and dumbed down till it's no longer existent anymore. And I truly believe one of the greatest things that the enemy can do. Is not just eliminate the gospel, but I think in many cases it's it's even more of a gross thing where G, where the God where where the gospel is altered and a false gospel is being preached. Two evils, two gross evils And so I think that we have to stay focused on sound doctrine, focused on exalting God, denying ourselves. This is what Jesus said in Luke 9, 23. I'm just going there. This wasn't even a scripture I was meaning to bring up. But we have to understand that this thing isn't about us. The Bible says that the preaching of the cross is foolishness to them that perish. We're trying to figure out how to make the world think that what we believe isn't foolish and what ends up happening. We always end up compromising. Because we're trying to outsmart Jesus in reaching people for Jesus. Jesus said, if they hated me, they'll hate you. Like they hated him when he was here. Like if the if the world is embracing you and applauding your message. The chances are your message isn't the gospel. Chances are your message isn't really about God. Chances are your message is is leading people to believe that they can trust in God and trust in themselves. But this is what Jesus said in Luke 9, 23. In Luke 9, 23, Jesus said, if any man would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. Verse 24, for whoever would save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake Will save it. For what does it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses or forfeits himself or loses his soul? In other words, our goal should be to strive to get the esteem of God above the esteem of men. My goal is to hear well done above anything else. If the world hates me, if they if they if they hate us, long as God looks at at our lives and says, well done, my good and faithful servant. And the key to walking in salvation. There is no salvation. There is no saving your life without first denying yourself. And so what I'm seeing is that this Luciferian mindset that that so many Christians have so many churches have is striving to convince people that they can come to Christ without first denying themselves. And that isn't the case. So listen, let's let's move forward in grace, church church. Let's be bold. Let's value quanti- uh, quality above quantity. And I'm not saying that we shouldn't be trying to reach as many people as possible. I'm not saying that we shouldn't want to see our churches packed and full with full auditoriums. But let us not do that at the expense of the message of the cross. Let's not do that at the expense of the gospel. Let's not make it about us. Let us decrease that he be increased. Listen, thank you for listening to the Path of Revelation podcast today. Again, I want to encourage you guys to donate uh, to, to the ministry. You know, I'm working on my solo project, as I said, and I'm just asking for all of my supporters to donate just at least a dollar. If if God lays on your heart to donate more, which some of you have, and I praise God for you, feel free to do so. You can write in um my cash app is Gabriel T Parker. Make sure you hit me up at pathorevelationnow.com if you have any suggestions for future shows, you can write in. But listen You've been tuned in to the Path of Revelation podcast, and this is where the culture meets scripture.